I'm Daniel Levine, and this is the Bio Report. IBM's Watson Group recently announced an investment in Pathway Genomics, part of a $100 million initiative by the computing giant to spur innovation in entrepreneurial companies that seek to leverage its cognitive computing platform, Watson. Pathway Genomics will develop an app that will use Watson to provide health and wellness guidance customized to a user's genetics. We spoke to Laurie Saft, director of IBM Watson Partner Programs, about the agreement the things Watson can do better than doctors, and how this cognitive wonder promises to transform healthcare. Laurie, thanks for joining us. Hi, Dan. Nice to be here. IBM Watson Group just announced an investment in the clinical genetics testing company Pathway Genomics uh, to develop a consumer app that will provide health and wellness guidance customized to a person's own genetics using IBM's Watson. Perhaps we can begin with Watson itself, which gained some notoriety through its performance on Jeopardy several years ago. But for the benefit of our listeners, can you describe Watson and, and tell us how it fits into the world of healthcare? Yeah, absolutely. Um, th- thanks. It's, it's a great way to start the discussion. And again, thanks for, for having me here today. Um, so, so let me describe Watson um, very briefly, which is, you know, what, what most people saw was uh, this public display of the technology when we had, um, you know, the, the Jeopardy championship. And all that really was is a chance to show the world that this could actually have sort of practical use in the world. And it does three things very well. So it understands the nuances of natural language. So the way that we're talking today, you know, it breaks sentences down into the component parts and and understands the context of what a user may be asking. So that's part one. Part two is it consumes mountains of data and mountains of unstructured content. And, you know, in the case of Jeopardy, it was reading 200 million pages in just three seconds. So Watson devours all of this information, this unstructured content that, that, frankly, we're all drowning in today. And it makes its way through that content to go look for candidate answers for the question that was asked. And then finally, um, which is really sort of where the power comes in, it brings back those answers in the form of evidence or a, a passage of evidence from the content. And it scores it. So, so it says, I, I believe this is an answer to your question, and I have a 90% confidence level that this is the answer, and here's why I believe that. But here are other candidate answers that I can provide back to you at the same time. So it does those three things, which is, you know, incredibly powerful in combination. And you can start to imagine, to your second part of the question, which is how is this affecting healthcare, you can start to imagine how, you know, mining through the massive amounts of content in the medical world, both for the physicians, for the patients, for the clinicians, how powerful that can be when we're putting that information at the fingertips of these professionals or the patients. Well, we are in this era of explosive data in healthcare that ranges from electronic health records to to real-time health tracking of data captured on smartphones. What's in the period of, of transformation of healthcare in part 
driven by our growing ability to capture different types of data that have been all around us and now we're, we're integrating. How do you see this world of data reshaping healthcare and, and how do you see healthcare being transformed? Yeah, so I, I think on several fronts, it, um, healthcare is going to be transformed through getting access to, again, all of this unstructured information. So if we think about the amount of medical research that's being done, coming out in the forms of medical journals, um, you know, uh, blogs, et cetera, if we think about a, a doctor um, and the work that they do, um, even in the, the notes that they're taking about their patients or how those patients are responding to certain medicines and how powerful that kind of information could be um, could be used. And then certainly in the field of discovery, so as pharmaceutical companies are looking for new drug compounds and certainly, you know, back to our discussion about genetics, how do those drug compounds interact with unique genetic differentiation, differentiators? Um, all of these are, are ways that we can now get access to this information, you know, get insights out of the information and help the professionals that are doing this work. Well, the, the, there's certainly a case to be made for things, for systems like Watson that can do things that doctors simply cannot, or, or at least not as well. What is the promise of a system like Watson? What can Watson do well that might tax the capabilities of a, of a typical doctor? Yeah, and, and this is one of the most powerful things we heard very early on as we were doing some work with Memorial Sloan Kettering and Cleveland Clinic. Um, you know, frankly, these doctors were referring to Watson as their colleague. And the reason for that is, um, you know, Watson was able to take on board so much of the new information that, frankly, the doctors just can't get to. It's coming so fast at them. And, you know, they spend their days with patients. Um, certainly with their colleagues trying to sort of understand uh, what's what's new uh, in their field of endeavor. So the fact that Watson can be a, a, an assistant and a colleague in this sense um, has really been helpful for, for certainly those doctors and, and, you know, doing something for them that before they weren't able to, to tackle on their own. Well, the investment in Pathway is part of a broader initiative by IBM Watson to invest $100 million to drive innovation in entrepreneurial organizations ranging from startups and, and VC-backed companies to established prayers and, and leverage the capabilities of Watson in new ways. Have there been other investments to date, and, and what are the range of things you're looking to do? Yeah. Um, yes, in fact, so so this is our third investment in the portfolio. And again, you mentioned we, we uh, have this $100 million fund where we invest in companies that are a, a bit more mature, so not necessarily seed stage, but, but uh, you know, potentially BC rounds of, of funding. Um, we will deploy that funding to all different sorts of partners based on uh, the various kind of uh, transformations that they're pursuing um, that are making use of the cognitive services. So our first investments were in companies that were using what we call the question and answer API, again, what you saw in, um, in Jeopardy. And those minority investments were important for us because, um, you know, we, we wanted to be able to show that, that IBM is, is working with them over the long term as they build their businesses on top of, of cognitive. Um, but what we'll start to see is new partners who are using some of the new services we've announced, whether it's uh, psychographic profiling, message resonance, or, uh, you know, other sort of content curation tools. We will continue to invest in companies that are using the other elements of our cognitive portfolio going forward. 
Well, let's talk about Pathway Panorama, the app that's being developed by Pathway Genomics that will use the abilities of Watson to offer personalized health and wellness guidance. How do you envision that app being used? What what exactly will it do? Yeah, it's really exciting um, for this world of sort of personalized medicine, right? And uh, the the way I like to think about it is, you know, at the heart of it all, what what matters to me, the medicine I take, my my healthcare plan, and ultimately, you know, how I sort of conduct myself in a day to day life has a lot to do with my own personal genetic makeup. So the ability to use Panorama then to not only know my my um, you know personal genetic profile, but then what are the implications for the medicines that I take and how they'll be metabolized based on my profile? Um, you know what what kind of um, you know uh, health activities should I engage in or not engage in? Frankly, based on again my my genetic makeup, um, things like you know should I take more vitamin D? Um, uh, should I drink uh, a third cup of coffee today, right? There, there are things that are going to be different for me than for you, uh, you know, based on, on uh, our own profiles. So Panorama can start to handle um, these, these types of questions that may, as we want to interact with our own personal health record. If we think about kind of the next iteration of this and, you know, we look at the other data sources, again, personalized to, to us as, as patients, as individuals, um, bringing in your electronic medical records information or data coming off of your Fitbits. Um, so, so how does that all come together to allow me to interact with that data and then interact with uh, it in a way that it's answering questions based on my personal profile? So you mentioned earlier the one of the powers of Watson is its ability to understand human language. How will people input questions to the app, and how proactive will the app be in providing information to the user? Yeah, uh, great question. So there are a set of pre-populated questions um, that the app is providing today. So just to get users started on the types of things that they might want to ask and, you know, to kind of begin them on the journey. But there is a free-form text field as well, which which gets to this idea of, you know, Watson being able to understand the question um, in natural language terms. So there's an open text field that I can ask any question as well and, and allow, you know, Watson and Panorama to answer those questions. You mentioned that the idea here is to make use of an individual's genomic information to customize the guidance that the app will provide. We're learning a lot about the role genes play in our health and wellness, but this is still early days. How limited are we by our lack of understanding, and to what extent will the app be able to use other health information about an individual to, to customize recommendations? Yeah, so, um, you know, I think the, the, the content that will begin to feed this, we haven't, um, tackled in entirety yet. We, we do work with the pathway genomics, um, the, the genetic counselors who are creating new content every day, again, around how some of these drugs may interact with, um, with the genetic information. Um, so I, I think the content sources will continue to build over time and that will only make this a, a more powerful experience for the users. Is the idea here, though, to, to take into account other barometric information, you know, monitoring information that a smartphone might pick up on a user? Well, you know, what? yes, um, and, and absolutely. And what Pathway has begun to talk about, again, is some of this sort of personal health and wellness information that comes off of all of these devices that are monitoring our, you know, our every move, whether it's you know, related to the exercise we're doing, 
the food we're eating or even the sleep we're getting at night. So, so we'll start to use a lot of that information to, to feed this and, again, you know, enrich the experience. And by the way, we will will continue, to to your point about the fund um, and the investments that we're making in partners, we'll continue to bring other partners into the mix that, you know, there'll be synergies between these applications and between the content sources. How do you envision the the app interacting with the user's physician? Will it capture or provide any information that a doctor can use? And will patients be better armed with information than their doctors? Well, yeah, so... So, um, you know, very specifically, it will all be uh, using the same platform. So, you know, we referred to the electronic medical records that the, both the patients and the doctors have access to, and then feeding in this genetic information from Pathway um, that will, again, sort of go inform the doctor. It will inform um, the application on the same platform, and ultimately then as these information sources come together, help inform the patient as well. So, um, you know, we do still need the expertise of the doctor in the mix, so the application can't handle all of this, but, uh, but you know, certainly being able to kind of bring these many information sources and, and data points together will help that, that doctor at that point of care. Well, we are in this remarkable time where, where individuals have access to so much information about health and, and wellness. How do you see this changing the doctor-patient relationship? Is it going to change the role of, of the doctor? Will, will there be more of a talk of, of doctors becoming health coaches as opposed to all-powerful experts? Yeah, I, I, I love that terminology, actually, health, health coaches. I, so, so it certainly does begin to democratize medicine, but, you know, certainly for the, the patient um, who has uh, access to so much more information than they ever had before and can sort of inform the conversations that they'll be having with the doctor. Um, so, so that's certainly powerful. But also this idea that, you know, it, it is up to each individual to, um, you know, to, to care for, for themselves uh, at home uh, as well, right? So what is it that they're doing in their day-to-day life to stay to stay well, not just be treated when they're in the doctor and, and, and you know, they have a sickness. So I think it will, uh, you know, continue to, uh, you know, help all of us in our, in our day-to-day lives as we, um, as we seek medical treatment, but also, you know, live our lives in ways that are, are healthy uh, and fit. So we're dealing with an area of, depending on your point of view, rapidly or slowly evolving regulation. Do you expect to seek regulatory approval for the app? And if not, how will that limit what you seek to do with it? Yeah, uh, no, in fact, this does not need regulatory approval. So, um, you know, just based on the way the information is presented and and where it's captured, it it will not need regulatory approval. So in some ways, does, does the decision not to seek regulatory approval limit the types of things that you will do with it? I mean, it, it, suggest that you're you're capable of of doing much more than than you might actually try to do um well i guess i would i would say this that you know that the information platforms that this will sit on top of will still be able to capture um, regulated data like in the medical records but it is not a, a tool for diagnosis and because of this um, you know it, it, it does not have to sort of go through normal regulatory channels but there will be capabilities that are you know are, are 
brought into the data fields that come from uh, regulated bodies of data, uh, but not not presented in this application. So as we're moving into this era of evidence-based medicine, of preventive care, of personalized medicine, where is it that Watson can have the biggest impact? Is it going to be with patients or is it going to be with providers? I, I think across the spectrum, which is really what's so exciting about what we're seeing in the ecosystem, the types of use cases and partners that are coming forward span anything from, you know, what we've seen with health and wellness applications, certainly a lot of the work that we've done in the genetics field. Uh, we're doing quite a bit now with um, clinical trials matching. So how can we uh, match patients to um, specific trials that are going on to help them, you know, treat unique diseases? Um, all the way to, again, the, you know, the, the doctors uh, at the point of care, um, you know, when they're treating the patients. So I think what's exciting is this will be able to transform almost every dimension of that value chain, and it's going to be exciting to see it uh, get much more pervasive. Laurie Saff, Director of the IBM Watson Partner Program. Laurie, thanks so much for your time. Thank you, Dan. This has been fun. Thanks for listening. The Bio Report is a production of the Levine Media Group. To automatically download this podcast each week, subscribe to our RSS feed or through iTunes or other podcast manager. To join our mailing list, go to levinemediagroup.com. We'd love to hear from you. If you want to drop us a line or are interested in sponsoring this podcast, send email to danny at levinemediagroup.com. Special thanks to Jonah Levine, who composed our theme music, and the Jonah Levine Collective, which performs it.